Well, hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the editor of Woman Magazine. And I'm Ian McEwen, writer on TV and Satellite Week magazine and whatsawatch.com. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 23rd of September 2022, including the eagerly awaited Star Wars spin-off Andor on Disney+. Plus. And Michael Winterbottom's political pandemic drama This England, starring Kenneth Branagh as Boris Johnson. We'll also be looking at the new series of spooky comedy Ghosts on BBC iPlayer and the return of Bake Off-style carpentry competition Handmade, Britain's best woodworker on all four. But first, Ian, what is in the news? Samantha Morton who we saw recently in The Serpent Queen. Well, she will star in the Paramount Plus thriller The Burning Girls, which is based on C.J. Tudor's novel about a widowed vicar who is trying to escape her traumatic past. What else is in the news, Hannah? Well, there's a sixth series of Charlie Brooker's darkly comic Netflix drama anthology, Black Mirror, and it will feature Rob Delaney, Rory Culkin, Papa Esadu, Josh Hartnett and Aaron Paul. Pretty good lineup. We've got two biggies this week and two returning favourites. We're going to kick off on Disney+. Plus, As we said, it's the eagerly anticipated latest Star Wars spin-off and or. And here's a clip. To steal from the Empire? To just walk in like you belong? They're so proud of themselves. So fat and satisfied. They can't imagine that someone like me would ever get inside their house. So this arrived actually on Wednesday, the 21st of September, dropped this week. There are 12 episodes and um, I was lucky enough to go to a special screening at the IMAX in Leicester Square, Hannah. There were two stormtroopers wandering about. There was a little droid whizzing around as well. And it was packed, as well as journalists, there were lots of Star Wars fans in the audience who were tremendously excited and it is the kind of franchise that just has absolute diehard fans isn't it now i will confess i'm not massively into star wars um but i don't dislike it i watched the original film quite a few times i've sort of lost track a little bit of the spin-offs but i really enjoyed this i thought it was great so for the uninitiated it's telling the story it's a prequel set, set before rogue one the film rogue one and it's telling the story of how the Rebel Alliance was formed and the sort of early years of the struggle against the Galactic Empire. So it stars Diego Luna. He plays Cassian Andor, the Andor of the title. And he's a thief, but he becomes a revolutionary when his home is destroyed by the Empire. Now, it looks amazing, especially on the big IMAX screen. It looks incredible. The Star Wars franchise is great at creating all these amazing different worlds because, of course, it's set on various planets. We start, he's and he's kind of in the corporate zone. He seems to be in a kind of red light district where all these strange kind of sex workers are in these big glass bubbles. And he goes, classic scene, of course, for Star Wars, he goes into a bar, <laughs> the classic Star Wars bar. And basically, he's looking to track down his sister who he thinks has worked in this sort of it's kind of like a bar slash brothel and then he gets uh, set upon by a couple of ruffians 
and he accidentally kills one of them. And then the search is on to find out who committed this crime. It looks amazing. There's a new droid who we met at the at the screening. Is a great character. It very much reminded me of Wall E, actually. It's quite grown up, I think. And that's a good thing about it. It's a grown up, exciting adventure and, and really well done. I don't know if you're... Are you a big Star Wars fan, Hannah? I'm not. I'm not at all. And the whole sci-fi thing, you know, I kind of struggle with and uh, to a degree. And uh, although I, I can see how touched fans are by this sort of thing. I mean, like you say, they've got such, such a die-hard fan base. Um, for me, it's not something I would choose to watch. But having said that, you can't escape the quality. And like you say, on a big screen, um, which I haven't seen it on a big screen, but how amazing that would be because things always are, aren't they? And, and th- there's, you know, money thrown at this. This is, this is really, really well done. And I think also um, from, they kind of evolve each time. They're quite clever because, you know, the new characters, you really get to know them. They're more complex. There's more interesting backstories about them that you get to hear about and you get to know about. So I think that you, whereas once it was just sort of, a, you know, action packed and that was it. I think these days they go much deeper. So, you know, credit where it's due. I, I, I think um, I think if you're a fan, you won't be disappointed. And you will also recognise some familiar faces. You'll see Forrest Whitaker, who was in Rogue One. There's also Stellan Skarsgård and Killing Eve's Fiona Shaw. Now, the other big release of this week, Hannah, which you're going to tell us about, which I've really been looking forward to, <laughs> it's on Now TV. It's a new drama series called This England. A new dawn is breaking. 2020 will be a year of prosperity. This COVID virus, we need to keep an eye on. 500,000 deaths. That is a worst case scenario. The single best thing we can all do is wash our hands. Yeah, no, do you know what? This is utterly fascinating um, because, of course, we are we've lived through very very recently the boris johnson times and particularly with covid i think we get a sense that we know him more than we've ever known any prime minister if you like you know he was on our television at every moment um talking to us guiding us through what is you know unprecedented times and this is a really it's it's a drama and i i can only liken it to the crown in as much as Obviously, some of these conversations they couldn't have been privy to, so therefore it's a drama. But because so much has been broadcast and we do know so much, um, it becomes incredibly interesting because you see the dynamics between all the different MPs. Now, Kenneth Branagh plays the part of Boris Johnson, and I think it was it was hours worth of makeup um, that meant that he looked like Boris Johnson. And because it flits between the drama and the real Boris Johnson, before long, you're completely integrated. You can you completely believe that Kenneth Branagh is Boris Johnson. He walks like him. He has slightly stooped shoulders like Boris does. He sort of pulls off the voice quite well. Um, and then, of course, you have the, the relationship between him and Carrie. And I, I think this just feeds into my nosiness levels, to be honest with you, of what they're like together. And it goes right back to when, you know, the police were called outside the house when there was this alleged argument between the two of them. And then it goes all the way through the pandemic. We see 
you know, the, the stories around the very disgraced MP, the, uh, Matt Hancock, um, who's played by Broadchurch's Andrew Buchan. Um, and then you have the whole Dominic Cummings dynamic. And um, he's quite a big character, as you'd imagine, from the very beginning. But sort of in my memory, I only really remember him being, you know, in, sort of lastly, being of interest to me, the stuff he was saying. Um, but he's kind of like a very, very... Um, well, it comes across as a very quite difficult character, quite a strong character in this. And yeah, for me, it's kind of a seeing behind the curtain, really. I think it's done incredibly well. Um, as I say, Carrie, we've read lots about Carrie, Boris's wife. She's played throughout this. She's supposed to be quite a strong character. We get a little look into that, too. And you've just, it just feels very fly on the wall. And, and as I say, I can only really liken to it, like it to the crown, really, in the sense that you're, you're getting to see, it's, it's access all areas, I suppose. And um, yeah, I, I personally, well, very convinced by it and really enjoyed it. What did you think, Ian? It was great. I'm a huge fan of Michael Winsbottom, the director. He's done a lot of stuff with... Steve Coogan, of course, he's done everything from 24-Hour Party People, which was all about Tony Wilson, to The Trip with Coogan and Rob Brydon. This is very, very good. And when when I heard that Branagh was going to play Johnson, I was kind of like, is he going to be able to pull this off? He does a great job. As you said, the prosthetics help. But he's really got the way Johnson moves and speaks. He's absolutely nailed it. And what's great about it, I think, is, I mean, whatever you think about Johnson, there's no denying that he does have an appeal, a a charisma. I think what Winterbottom's done well is that I think he's been pretty even-handed in that people who like Boris Johnson will think he's been unfair, too cruel, and people who don't like Boris Johnson will think, well, he's really let, let him off the hook, you know. So I think that means he's done it about right because he does show sort of in the Downing Street scenes how Johnson charms the staff there and he's going around saying good morning to everyone and, and, and everyone loves him, you know. So he, he he's quite even-handed, I think. Uh, I do think, as you say, seeing Carrie and particularly Dominic Cummins, we're going to get all the stuff about Barnard Castle, that ludicrous explanation of his, his lockdown trip. And yeah, he comes across as a really nasty individual like the first scene we see him in he uh he immediately sacks someone <laughs> you know? in a really really horrible way i mean he really and i don't think i knew uh, he, he comes across as relatively unlikable to be honest but i don't think i realized quite how overtly unlikable he was and this kind of you know gives you that doesn't it and also i mean there, there've been two the story of the pandemic and lockdown has been told in two ways. So the Johnson supporters say, you know, oh, we had the best rollout, we dealt with it brilliantly. Detractors would say we had an incredibly high death rate. Um, People were sent into care homes with COVID, which was a complete disaster. We reacted too slowly. So, okay, which is the correct story? And Winterbottom has really done his research putting this together with, with people who work in the civil service, who work in the NHS. So... Yeah, it's a it's it's a very well made, informative and entertaining real life story and, and Branner is terrific in the lead. Bake Off is back, of course, and many people say well it's the original and a lot of people say it's still the best of those sort of creative competition style programmes and it's it's spawned many imitators and I don't know who you think was the, the best line up in terms of Bake Off presenters. I would say Mel and Sue. 
who were the original presenters before it moved controversially from the BBC to Channel 4. Well, Mel is back presenting Channel 4 and All 4's woodwork competition. So it's called Handmade Britain's Best Woodworker. In this ancient Welsh woodland, ten talented enthusiasts are competing to be named Best New Woodworker. I'm just so buzzing to be here. Secretly, I like to win. This is woodwork in heaven on a whole new scale. All right, let's get crack-a-lacking. If you've seen it before, well, you don't even need to have seen it before, to be honest. It's, it's as, as you would imagine, it's a group of carpenters. Some of them are just hobbyists who are given a series of challenges. Each week, they'll make something. And at the end of it, there'll be a winner. Now, I love Mel Gidroik. And of course, talking about wood... As you'd imagine, there's plenty of room for sexual innuendo, which which she thoroughly she's just delightful. <laughs> she's such a great presenter. I mean, with Bake Off, I can't, I'm not a particularly great cook, but I sort of think, yeah, I could have a stab at baking some of these things. Well, in this, they kick off for the first episode of Series Two. They're going to make a dining table. <laughs> I, mean, I, I wouldn't even know where to start. But some of the things that they create are just absolutely amazing they really are astonishing two good judges as well quite charismatic uh, an interesting uh, selection of contestants so i mean i like most of these shows most of them have worked i like the all that glitters the jewelry one they did try and do they tried to do a couple of ones with sort of growing plants and flowers which haven't quite taken off but if you like the bake-off style of show and you like Mel, who doesn't? You'll enjoy this, and I'm really pleased to see it back. Did you like this, Hannah? Are you a bit handy? I do like to create things, but I'm always in awe of, of these people because you're right. I mean, Mel Kedroik, brilliant. Tick box. I mean, it's always going to work, so that's just an absolute winner for this. But take her away, and the premise is still great because you're right, they're kind of the gardening-type plant ones. Just, I don't know, it's not immediate enough, is it? It's just not, it doesn't happen quickly enough. Whereas... You know, we've had the potters, we've had sewing, we've had jewellery, and, and of course we've got the wood making. And what in, it's just so incredible, the talent that we have, the talent that people have. And I look at it, and I'm the same as you, I think, yeah, I'm not that there with the greats. I thought I was creative, but um, <laughs> I won't be able to do that. And um, I just think it uh, it's great. It's just absolutely brilliant. And as I say, I just can't believe how how talented so many people are that we don't know about, you know? Now we're going to finish, Hannah, with the return of a much-loved comedy to BBC One and BBC iPlayer. Yes, it's Series 4 of Ghosts. You have got to be kidding me. Kiss me, Thomas. What the bally heck is going on? I think it's sick. What? That felt weird. You have no idea. Yes, it is series four, six parts, um, and it's it focuses around the residents of Button House. Now, I have to say, I, I've, I'm not a huge fan of this. I haven't kind of watched it. I think this is quite cult. People love it and just kind of keep. Well, obviously they keep making it, so it's working. Um, but it's kind of a mix of this sort of the, the, these ghostly characters and real time in, integration. So um, the residents of Button House, both living and dead, um, sort of come together 
And so this series begins with the house owners, Alice and Mike, played by Charlotte Ritchie and Keel Smith Bino. And they're opening the gatehouse to paying guests. So the pressure's really on. They've got to get it right. They've got people that are paying. And of course, they want to make it a huge success, except there's only one problem. And that's the ghostly creatures, because they're terribly troublesome and they're terribly naughty and they like to mess everything up. So I suppose it's got the kind of the haunted part to it. But essentially, I think it's quite comedic, really. Um, it does make you laugh. Um, it's a comedy. It should do. But it, but it works. And that's why we're at a full series. Did you Have you watched them all, Ian? I've watched most of them. I think it's superb. And it's from the team behind Horrible Histories, which, which, yeah. which you know, adults, absolutely, I love watching Horrible Histories and I haven't got kids. You know? So it's great <laughs> to see them bringing their talents to, to a primetime show. And it's unusual in that it's created and written by all of them together. They're a really talented lineup. And the ghosts that they have, they're very funny. So there's a, like a scout leader who's got an arrow through his neck because they, obviously they're how they all were when they died. There's a there's a sort of Neolithic man. There's a Tory politician who has no trousers on because he died sort of in, in, <laughs> in the act. It's brilliantly done. It's really funny, a terrific script, great acting. Charlotte Ritchie, of course, well, first saw her in Fresh Meat and, and how well... Her career is going, really. She's superb. And she's kind of playing the straight role in this to a large degree. So in episode one, the Matthew Bainson character, who's a sort of poet from, I don't know, is it Victorian times? Maybe earlier than that. And um, he gets this sort of admiring crowd of ghosts who sort of hang on his every word. Meanwhile, the Neolithic man on television, there's a news item about them sort of reconstructing from the skull of a, of a very old homo sapiens and um, they kind of reconstruct what the person might have looked like and he says oh i knew him and as you say they're admitting guests for the first time and charlotte richie's character is really worried about whether they're going to give them a good good review so there's plenty going on it's really funny and um yeah if you haven't seen it I, i'd go back and watch them all but you don't need to have watched any of them because you'll get you'll get the gist straight away it's it's really really good now we've got to that time hannah where you tell us what you've been binging on so please reveal all probably like a lot of the world um of course i was absolutely hooked to the queen's funeral and there hasn't been much else to watch um however i did have some light entertainment with goggle frogs which is the children's new favorite uh, thing to watch and it is absolutely hilarious it's so funny if you haven't watched it children being filmed watching television is hilarious fact <laughs> That sounds great. Uh, I've checked out the real-life crime documentary Sins of the Mother on Netflix, which is worth a look. You can binge all of that in one night. But, of course, I've been very busy with Bake Off, MasterChef mm. and Married at First Sight. There's just there's too much to catch up on. Now, we've just got time to look ahead to next week. So what's on the agenda, Brenda? Well, Zac Efron, Bill Murray and Russell Crowe star in a Vietnam movie with a difference called The Greatest Beer Run Ever. Right up your street, Ian, on Apple TV+. <laughs> <laughs> and after surviving cancer, one of my favourite actors, Jeff Bridges, makes his TV debut as a rogue CIA agent being hunted by assassins in The Old Man on Disney+. Plus. So we look forward to those and more, but in the meantime... Mm -hmm. 